Okay, well, welcome. Uh, my name is Dr. Amy Klinger from the Educator School Safety Network. And I am Amanda Klinger, also from the Educator School Safety Network. And hopefully you have listened to some of our professional podcasts where we talk about um, lots of important issues about school safety. Where we put on our professional voices. This, however, is not one of them. This <laughs> is the maiden voyage of a different series of podcasts um, that still are in the arena of school safety. Um, a series of podcasts where we are going to discuss the absurd, the profane, the unbelievable, the ridiculous, but all of which of these situations are true. So basically the overlying theme is I can't believe this happened except it's really true. So my understanding of what this part of the what these series of podcasts are is that each of us is going to find something in the news that's true that's almost too unbelievable or too stupid to be true and then tell the other person about it and the other person right will well, just let, let me have their mouth open. Let me tell you how how this works. First of all, you don't really have to find them cuz they sort of jump right out at you. Um, there's not a lot of research involved because there's really almost daily an event that we that would meet the criteria here. Mm -hmm. But basically, here's how this is going to work. Um, so one of us will describe an incident in our maiden voyage. It's going to be me. Um, and then the other person is going to react and discuss sort of their expert opinion on it. But always 100% true. Everything is true. Everything's yeah. true. Okay. And then the third aspect of we'll unpack it. We'll unpack that particular situation and look at really what was happening and what really is going on there. And then maybe at the end we'll have a little bit of a point counterpoint in terms of because shockingly you and I don't always necessarily agree um, uh, politically, school safety wise, whatever. Plus we also have a lot of different um, perspectives. Me coming from a school administrator, you uh, coming from your lawyer hat, your right. technology hat, well, your also it, younger generation hat, well, and it's, any of those. And sometimes, it's, you know, it, it is fun to get you spun up about stuff. Well, so And that. So, you know. And then that. finally, um, when we're done being snarky and smart-alecky, we will hopefully um, get serious for a moment at the end and really kind of talk about some of the takeaways from these events so that we can all benefit from the craziness uh, that happens to other folks. So you're thinking like a 70-30 snarkiness to seriousness ratio-wise. Ratio yeah, uh, yeah that. that's possible. I feel like I can do that. That's possible. Okay, okay so uh, drum roll, please. Uh, let's sort of get started. We're talking about an incident that happened back in the beginning part of May. So, you 2017. know. 2017. School okay. is over. Um, I guess uh, it's... We're going to honor our, the grand state of Ohio, our, my, our home state. Yeah. Um, this happened o -H. in Ohio. Yeah. O-H. I-O, correct. <laughs> um, I was hoping I would be user participation, but I guess. We have a, a middle school student um, who is on Instagram looking on his phone one evening after school, after school hours, outside of school, in the privacy of his home, looking through his Instagram um, he sees a photo of an airsoft gun, and the caption says ready, and he likes the photo. Um, pushes like, doesn't comment, doesn't add anything, doesn't circulate it, and, disseminate and it, it, just hits like. And by airsoft gun, you mean not at all a real firearm. An airsoft like, pistol. So shoots little plastic balls. Correct. Not even BBs. Okay. Uh, next day, he goes to school. 
and um, I'm going to use the, the student's exact words. I liked it. Scrolling down Instagram at night around 7, 8 o'clock, I liked it. The next morning, they called me down to the office, patted me down, and checked me for weapons. At that point, um, the student <laughs> receives a 10-day suspension. What? Um, what? And was the, the superintendent said the board has a zero tolerance policy for violent, disruptive, harassing, intimidating, bullying, or any other inappropriate behavior by its students. Um, I can assure you that any social media threat will be taken seriously, including those who like the post when it potentially endangers the health and safety of students or adversely affects the educational process. What? Now, you and I know we love to drag that out because it works, disruptive to the educational process. Well, it is something that works. That's the legal standard. So the legal standard for right, when well, I can restrict so, so this, works. So I can restrict the speech of students, and this you know comes to us from a long line of cases, starting with you know Tinker and Tinker in Des Moines, uh, that it's you know that you can restrict or punish student speech when there is a you know substantial disruption in the educational process. Well, let me read you the, the suspension notice. The reason for the intended suspension is as follows. Liking a post on social media that indicated potential school violence. Wait, I thought the post was just a picture of a gun that said ready, of a toy gun. It was a ready. photo of an airsoft gun, pistol <laughs> and a caption that says ready. And, wait, did and the 10-day suspension is for liking a post on social media that indicated potential school violence. So, so there's several questions here. <laughs> Can we suspend kids for what they like on social media? Because there's lots of th instances where people like things that we yeah. don't necessarily think are a good idea. Can I think of, a, are you asking if I can think of a hypothetical where a student should be suspended for something they like on social media? I have a jokey answer, but my real answer is yeah. If what I am liking or commenting on or sharing on social media causes a substantial disruption in the school, then the student can be punished for that. Mm -hmm. Now, it sounded like you said earlier that the kid liked the com liked the photo and then the next day was in school getting patted down. Is that correct? correct. That's what the student How said. How much of a disruption could have happened between 8 p.m. and the next day where he's getting patted down? Uh, I don't know. So interestingly enough, um, mom and dad had some issues with that. Yeah. Um, the superintendent, his public statement was that the school has a zero tolerance policy for any inappropriate behavior, including misbehavior that occurs off school property. What? So that's a tall standard. They must be very busy any, if they are going any after every behavior. Right. Now, so this were the standard of the safety issue has fallen away now. Right? Well, this just says any inappropriate behavior, including misbehavior that occurs off school property. I don't, as a school administrator, I don't want to own that. I don't want no. to be in charge of making sure that your kid gets in trouble at school for not taking out the trash when well, you tell him to. Inappropriate behavior could be a 17-year-old sucking their thumb still. You could say that's developmentally inappropriate. By the way, the policy is written... You know, and and here we get into that whole uh, notion of where we overstepping, but also this idea of zero tolerance. We could yeah. drag out the you know student getting in trouble for what was it chewing the bread into the shape of a gun right. or pointing his finger and all these yeah. other things. Yeah. And we can talk about these as being ridiculous, which 
they kind of are. Yeah. But we also have to sort of look at uh, what's the what's the uh, the unintended consequence here of this particular situation in terms of what does it mean for safety and security and all the subsequent issues and things like that that, that will happen. Does this school district not have an attorney? Because my immediate thought as an attorney is why on earth do you have a policy that number one, you can't possibly enforce? That policy is so broad that we have zero tolerance for any inappropriate behavior. You can't. But you can see where potentially they're coming from. They're trying to get a handle on what's happening with social media. Sure. On um, the statements from the police who were clearly heavily involved uh, in the investigation the say that anytime we have something happening with a gun where there's a conversation about um, guns and schools together, we're always going to be very concerned. I can read you the, the police department statement. Um, clearly in today's age, any type of investigation that spins up on weapons and schools, we're absolutely going to take extremely serious. I don't have a problem with that. Sure. But I don't know how we got from, I liked something on Instagram to a 10 day suspension to a law enforcement involvement. Well, and it, in my understanding of the original post, there's no, the only connection between guns and schools is that the kid who liked the picture of gun attends schools. It wasn't even, you know, people who, you know, like Columbine stuff. At least, you know, if I'm, I'm liking a post about a school shooting, there's at least a, somewhat of a connection between violence and school. You're talking about, you know, I liked the Dallas Cowboys and I attend this school, therefore there's a link between the Dallas Cowboys and this school. Let's so does that mean if you would like the photo of your high school's arch rival, they could suspend you because you are contributing to misbehavior inappropriate if you're rooting for the wrong team yeah i mean i just the the safety concern there and the connection is so tenuous and and, and frankly not at all i, I don't see how of, of the you know so it, okay so here's here's another hypothetical the kid goes hunting and shows a picture of himself with a buck that he shot and the rifles in the background of the picture and you like that that's a gun that that's a real gun i would say that poses more of a safety concern because you can't commit a school shooting with an airsoft gun oh, i can't believe this well, i mean i know it's real but interestingly this is, this is absurd interestingly enough what you're really finding yourself in is this the, the sort of the the extreme or antithesis of what we're always looking at. We look at situations where there are so many indicators and so many things that are happening mm -hmm. and no one's picking up on them and no one's doing anything about them. And then now we have this other end of the continuum where we are going to somehow police social media. I guess the one thing that I don't see in here is how they even, how it even came to anyone's attention that he had liked that. So I feel like I've got your, I've got your reaction. <laughs> so now let's unpack it. So when I first read this, I was all over this like you and going, this is ridiculous. How can we, you know, but just like in any good Paul Harvey story, uh, what, nobody knows who that. Paul Harvey is. Paul I Harvey was a, an old time newsman that would say, and now the rest of the story. And he would tell you what you didn't know. So let's Paul Harvey this and look at the rest of the story. Wait, why wouldn't you just tell the full story? in the first place. Well, because I was trying to trap you. No, I'm saying Paul Harvey. Why wouldn't... Oh, Paul I mean, Harvey's thing was so to he was also trying show to you... you. No, he was showing you what you didn't know about what you thought you knew and then what you didn't know. It was sort of like the untold story. Oh. You're digressing. Oh. So what we find out several days later 
in looking at this? Well, first of all, the parents complain and the suspension is dropped. Mm -hmm. And the school says the student will suffer no repercussions for what happened. So we should all be happy, happy ending. He doesn't get in trouble. They're not doing the 10 day suspension. All of our righteous indignation was for nothing, right? Happy ending, not quite. Several days later, um, a day or two later, they, the police are contacted again. And in the course of their investigation, it is determined that our innocent student, who all he did was like the airsoft gun, mm -hmm. texted a friend, the other person who liked or posted this photo, mm -hmm. texted him and said that he was going to bring a gun to school in his sweatshirt. Okay, but wait, why wasn't that reported initially? Uh, because, I don't know. I, I don't know that at all, but I why think it's... Why did the school make us release a statement? Were they, I mean... It, when they didn't know about it. So the school went ahead and acted in a way oh. where they suspended him for 10 days, took it back, oh, we're so sorry, we overreacted, zero tolerance, we shouldn't have done that. And several, a day or two later, it comes to light that the student had indeed texted the air or texted to someone that he was going to bring a gun to school in his sweatshirt. But the school didn't know that when they suspended him. And the suspension truly was based just on liking the Instagram post. From what I can gather, yes. What? <laughs> told you the rest of the story. So uh, according to law enforcement, the this student even... that liked the photo, so our innocent victim, texted a friend and said he was going to bring a gun to school in his hoodie. Now, we don't know if it was the initial airsoft gun or whatever. So just at the point when you were ready to start marching in the streets to protest <laughs> this poor innocent child who is being railroaded and suspended for 10 days, which he was being inappropriately was suspended say. for 10 days. But now we find <laughs> out he has now been charged with a second degree felony for inducing panic. Wow. So let's, let's try and see if we can get any takeaways out of this. Well, so the takeaway is what? Don't have a ridiculous policy that you can't yeah, enforce, yeah, yeah. but yet be concerned about school safety and kids who are making threats. Yeah. But on the other hand, let's not judge a book by its cover. I don't know. Well, I don't, I'm not quite sure what the takeaways are from this. Well, I feel like it's... It, what's really bizarre to me is I feel like if the school had waited like two days to suspend him, the the revelation of the text message so perhaps could have come to light. So perhaps and then it would have been a, a terrible, suspension. awful pun. Perhaps the school should not shoot first and ask questions later. I they were say they jumped the gun or jumped the with gun. The there you go. But perhaps oh, the school. If, if they had not been so quick to want to suspend him the yeah. next day yeah. and had perhaps broadened the scope of their investigation. But on yeah. the other hand, it's easy for us to sit here in our mic being snarky and smart alky. We're not necessarily <laughs> living that. But I guess the, the but what? I guess there is certainly that question okay, could be raised. Okay, so here's a question. You were a middle school principal in, in the past. Didn't you have anything better to do than to be spending your time suspending kids for the things that they like on Instagram? That's that's my and and I wonder if there's information that we don't know, which is how did how did that 
like? How did that Instagram like get to the attention of Come the administration? To their attention, yeah. And I suspect that maybe it was causing more of a disruption. Maybe there was a bunch of chatter. Maybe they didn't know exactly about that text message, but there was a lot of okay, so here's, talk. So about here's a couple takeaways. Number one, don't believe everything you read. Well. Uh, we're not privy to all the information sure. because what we're sort of doing is the thing that used to drive me wild when I was a principal is we're like the uh, snarky mom sitting in the stands at the basketball game criticizing how stupid the administration is based on a very limited knowledge of what happened. So I wanted to apologize in advance to any administrators involved sure. in this situation sure. because maybe uh, they know a lot more than we know. Well, But I do think the, the point needs to be made that if we investigate in a more methodical fashion, mm -hmm. if we don't, if we're not so quick to rush to judgment, if I'm putting that kid out for 10 days at 7.30 a.m. or I'm putting him out for 10 days at 2.30, there's not a whole lot of a difference mm -hmm. in that, which gives me some time to perhaps get my ducks in order and see, is this warranted? What else might be happening? And we don't know, there's a whole bunch of unanswered questions what the history of the student is, mm -hmm. what other issues maybe, or what other things were being said in the cafeteria and so on. So we don't know all those things, but the object lesson here well, is- Well, hold on, we don't know all those things, and that's very true, and so I, I, you're right, it is unfair to a certain extent for us to pass judgment on some of these things when we don't know them. However, the one thing that we do know enough to be able to pass judgment and be critical of is that after the suspensions, that they made statements, they didn't make a statement there was a lot of ruckus in the school. We had safety concerns. The statement that they made justifying the suspension was he liked to post, and so we suspended him for that. I don't know how you can defend all of the, I agree with all of the things you're saying, and I, I've never been a middle school principal, but that part is indefensible, and that's, I think, you know, lack of communication with counsel for the district, lack of communication with any sort of PR or PIO professionals that you have, because, I mean... Well, here's the other thing, which is just purely speculation and, and uh, being obnoxious on my part. So you suspend the kid, you don't suspend the kid, you let him go, you go, well, sorry, we messed up. And then you find out, I should have oh. suspended him for something else. Right, more and now, serious. Uh, yeah. So now do I say, see, I told you so, or do I say, oops, sorry, I uh, overreacted and then underreacted. Or yeah. I didn't have a, you know, yeah. so, well, so there's, it's, it's, it's like canceling school for snow. It's not necessarily uh, going to always be a win-win well, situation. I mean, this is the example that you used before of, I don't remember, it was a student of yours or somebody that they had a student, that the student used the copier in the teacher's lounge to make a bunch of copies mm -hmm. of something that was making fun of a teacher or principal or somebody. And posted them all over the school. And posted them all over the school. And the kid got in trouble for... They suspended him for being disrespectful. For being disrespectful. How about... Which becomes a very nebulous sort right, of in, argumentative in, thing, as opposed to suspend him for his real crime, which was going into copy. an unauthorized area yeah. before school when he wasn't supposed to be in the building, trespassing, using the copier, which he was not allowed to right. use, and uh, putting things, posting things throughout the school, which were, was not supposed to happen without permission. Right. So yeah, let's suspend the kid for the crime instead of for our righteous indignation of that made me mad that this kid did that. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think there That's, is some some application there as well. Yeah. And so I guess, you know, as our takeaways are, you know, it's not that simple, but mm -hmm. also we really need to um, 
we need to strike a balance between the the continuum of we wait until something awful is happening to react mm-hmm. or we overreact and um, become the boy who cried wolf and that we're going after every little thing um, at the detriment of climate, culture, mm-hmm. PR, relationships with mm-hmm. students. I mean, there's a whole host of things um, that really come onto the chopping block here. Um, so... And something else I want to say about social media and student social media use, you know, you see all the time, you know, software companies that are popping up and you can pay thousands and thousands of dollars and will monitor the social media of your students for threats. And, and, you know, I get concerned with that because number one, it's a very, you know, uh, very murky area of the law. Um, So that is a concern. Number two, for the sanity of any educator, I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy, that you would have to, you know, read the uh, Instagram feeds. Yeah, what poor assistant principal's job is, I got to read ridiculous uh, social media postings all day long. But our job is that you have to, I mean, I can't even, I can't even say a reference of like a middle school thing. Can you think like a seventh grader by the end of that day? No. When you've read those all day? But on the other hand, there is value in knowing what kids are up to on social media when it rises to the legitimate level of concern. So if I have a kid who's on social media and all they're posting about all day every day is self-harm, I want to know that so we can provide supports and interventions. And I think, you know, we we like to, uh, you know, drum the drumbeat of disclosures, of increasing student disclosures. But, you know, who are who is reading the social media posts of 7th and 8th graders? Your other 7th and 8th graders. So what are the ways that we can leverage those people? And then it's not tattling. And it's not that you're going to get, you know, it's not that you're getting people in trouble. It's we're all part of this community. And part of that is when I see a kid on social media who is posting all the time about harming themselves, that's your job as a citizen of this community to alert someone who can help and who can provide supports and interventions. And so, but that doesn't happen magically. It doesn't happen overnight. And it has to be something that you do purposefully. And I think you're, you know, the time that you spend nurturing that sort of a climate and culture and nurturing that relationship in students is, number one, that's free to do. And number two, it's significantly more effective than a software that will you know send you an email every time someone writes bang or boom or gun or whatever kind of thing that is kind of got up on your soapbox there at the end me yeah well usually that's my function well you said i had to be serious for a while so that was a sort of a serious observation i think the other serious thing as we close this out is uh you know the the little disclaimer that you know these are our opinions we don't Mm -hmm. have all the facts um our I'm not your attorney. There is no attorney-client relationship formed by you listening to this podcast. The the point of this podcast is not to uh, make fun of situations or to ridicule people. It's to sort of look at, wow, I I think maybe that should be the name of this this podcast. Oh, wow. (laughs) To sort of look at these, wow, I can't believe this is happening. And then be thinking about, uh, there, for the grace of God, go I. Uh, Am I going to be careful that I don't find myself in this situation. How can I, you know, avoid being featured on The Blaze, the New York Post, and uh, lots of other media outlets where I saw all all of these stories. And it's a very uh, thin line, um, you know, between a decision that goes well and a decision that doesn't go so well. So I I think our our point here is to, to try to have an object lesson for all of us in learning about that. So... Um, if you would like additional resources, information, um, podcasts where we are better behaved, yeah. um, you can get those in a variety of ways. You want to tell them how? 
Absolutely. Um, uh, the one thing I would recommend is that you would subscribe to the podcast. Um, we can, you know, have different feeds for this, you know, these sections and for the podcast in general. We always appreciate it when people like and rate and review the podcast and so that we are able to sort of get out into the hands of more folks. If you look in the description of this episode, there's a link to our website and we have tons of resources and training and, and different things there. You can find us on social media in any way that you want to get in touch with us. And I would actually encourage if any of you have a news item or a news story like this to send us in, or if you have sort of your hometown story, again, it has to be true and it has to be factual. So it can't just, you know, we don't really want to talk about gossip. We feel like we felt a little gossipy in this, but uh, it was all true. So, but if you do have a true story, one that you can send us something in the media, we'd love to be able to talk about it. And if you have any questions, as always, you know, reach out to us. We'd love to help. Well, it won't be long until we find another holy <laughs> moment and are bringing it to you. Oh, I'm ready now because now I'm motivated to, have to get this you discussion. to say. Oh, the yeah. The biggest question is who gets to go first next time, me or Amanda? Whoever so, comes up with the, the better one, I think. So follow us, uh, comment. We'd love to hear from you. And thanks for listening. Thanks. You know, I just realized we need a theme song. Should I sing one? Okay. Well, no, not at the moment. Okay.